Waking Up From Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hi, and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 12. This is your host, Dave Swillam, and I'm just getting you into this episode today. So we're going to change up the intros a little bit here because I, I wanted to be a little bit more clear and concise on some of the focus points for you guys. And I realized when I was doing them off the cuff to start out with the guest, I was kind of rushing it a little bit or I wasn't as clear as I wanted to be. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to be recording these after I record the whole episode. So that, that way I can touch in on some of the points that we brought up through the conversation. Because while I have some certain aspects that I want to get out of each guest, we also love going super candid and getting some of that raw stuff and going sidetracks as well. So I'm going to tell you some of the things that we covered right away. So you know what's up before you jump into it. Personally, in my life, I just finished my MBA from Southern New Hampshire University last month. That's been nice to get that off of my shoulders so I have more time to focus on this, my other business aspects, and the things that I'm up to right now. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, and I promise I'll keep you super up to date through social and everything like that, but there's not a ton that I can share right now with some of the ventures I'm working on other than what you know so far. Ryan is working on redoing his room in his apartment right now and fitting it out to do his voice acting from home, so I've been starting to help him out with that a little bit. He's pumped to really start working on that game with Garen Game Studios from Nate Moore on episode four. They're really starting to hit that hard now. So there's some cool stuff that you'll be able to keep up with if you want to look at what he's doing. For here, our YouTube channel is up and running. If you want to go check out some videos of the actual podcast to see our guests and Ryan and I's lovely beards and our horrible, scary faces, then you can absolutely feel free to look up Waking Up From Work podcast on YouTube and start checking those out. We are also going to start delivering some content that we create as well based off of the things that we're learning from these business owners. So whether it's something that is going to put a little bit of pep in your step or it's going to give you a good pointer from someone that we learned from, um, there's going to be some content. So keep an eye on there. It's going to be starting to come your way now a lot more often. Um, anything else that you can do to help us for a rating and review helps a ton. If you get value from this, it is the bomb. Please help out. So in this episode, here's what we were up to. So we talked to Vanessa Halliday Photography. She is a 25-year-old living in New Hampshire. She started the business about a year ago. I'm going to let her go over her background because she's going to do it better than me. But some of the things that we covered were the following covered self-discipline to create your own schedule. So when you work that hard to be a business owner because you want to be your own boss, what does it look like to create your schedule throughout the day? So on one side of it, you could be too loose and not get what you need done and kill your business. And that's scary as hell. Or on the other side of it, you could work so hard because there's no constraints of an office and a time set for you or anything like that. You're your own person. You could work too hard and then bleed it into aspects of your life that it really shouldn't be involved with. So we talked about some of the balance in that and some of the self-awareness and self-discipline needed to be able to create your own schedule in that way. 
we also talked about, this is kind of a reoccurring topic for us is starting a business after leaving college. So she's got a little bit of an interesting story for how she left college because it wasn't the right fit for her to pursue opening this business, which is the right fit for her. But just some of those choices, I think it's more and more relevant in at least my age group on our thoughts about how college is priced versus its value and the internet's effect on everything. I think that there's just a reoccurring conversation that's going to be continuing to come up over and over and over again throughout the years as we see it more. So it's interesting to always touch on it with different minds. We also talked about proving the concept of your business. So proving that you can make an income on it before opening and also using that to justify your overhead to actually start it up. Or even if it's your creative art, whatever it may be, finding a way to actually achieve it so that that way you can really, really do it is finding a way to monetize it and make sure that that actually works instead of just thinking about how it could work and then just doing it instead of knowing it. It's it's seeing if it will work or not. And then we talked about a lot of aspects, and this is kind of reoccurring too, of business and art. So if you're doing an art or you're monetizing your art, what does it look like to keep the creative side, but if you don't have the business side, you don't get to be creative because the business makes it so that you have clients and an income to fuel that creativity. Or if you're doing the business side and the business acumen and you're not creative enough, or you're killing that creativity and you're not producing the content or the things that people are actually paying you to do, then you're also going to suffocate because you're not passionate. You're not putting out the product that has to be out there for people to pay you. And so we talked about the balance between art and business and how you both together to make it happen. So without further ado, let's hit episode 12 with Vanessa Halliday Photography. Hey. Hey. So today we have Vanessa Halliday on from Vanessa Halliday Photography. She's based out of New Hampshire and she's been doing this full time since November. What's up? Hey, um, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So um, I just recently turned 25. So it's kind of cool, you know, being able to go and dive into this business officially as, you know, just being like in that age bracket right now. So yeah. I started doing photography in 2014, so I've been doing it for a little while now and definitely like learning my style and my editing, you know, kind of learning who I am through photography definitely helps shape like my business that I'm doing right now. So it's kind of awesome to go and see, you know, just being able to follow your passion, like what you can do with it. Um, I mean, I dropped out of college to do it. I love it. And love it's that just right made, now. yeah, like a big <laughs> difference in my life. So just being able to say that's like pretty amazing and I just love what I do. So I'm really happy to be here and talk to you guys. Happy to have you. Thank you for coming. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you for being here. It's funny because uh, Vanessa reached out to me on Facebook when I threw a post out looking for some more people to be on. And then I'm like sending the bio to you and you're <laughs> like, I know that person. So yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh for man, a long time. I was like, that's so cool. Like we're going to get a photographer on. Oh, shit, her name's Vanessa. It's like, oh, that's so weird. I feel like I know somebody who does something just I like that. I feel like there's oh, someone like another <laughs> Vanessa that's like so. <laughs> <laughs> Send me yeah. that bio, man. Oh, yep. Never mind. Know exactly who that is. <laughs> so that's very, awesome. Very excited. So first of all, age 25 to be doing this is insane. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, For sure. There's a couple people definitely around the area and then in the photography industry right now who are like really young and still doing it too. Right. So it's definitely more of like the norm to see a younger like kind of generation doing it. You don't see a lot of like older people going and kind of diving into, 
you know, like stuff behind a business and then all the marketing that you do on like the social media and stuff. So while it definitely like means a lot, it's also something that it's quite common, you Mm. know? So like in a small business, usually like we're pretty young. So you got to put in like man hours. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Yeah, definitely. You we were saying like you run it, you're like don't have enough time to listen to our podcast because you're <laughs> yeah, sitting there invoicing people and, and everything like that. And it's just like, I think like John was saying it at Pipe Dream. This is a young man's game. Like sure this is, is a young, yeah. a young lady's game. Like it's tough to put in a 14 hour day and then go market and do whatever you're doing to yeah, do it. Like for me too. So being like a creative person, I we'll go and look at every single aspect of my life, like a photo. So if I'm driving all of a sudden, like I see a kid crossing the road with their mom, you know, they might be smiling at each other and I look at everything in pictures. So it's not just like a nine to five work day. It's something where I'm constantly thinking about everything as like a photo or, you know, so I always work on the weekends. That's when people shoot the most. Um, I'm invoicing, sending contracts, writing contracts, needing to make sure that I'm staying like up to date social media wise on like Instagram, Facebook. Um, and then stuff like making sure I'm networking on the knot, like June bug weddings. So just making all of that come together is like a lot more than just a nine to five, even though I get to work from home every single day. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so that's totally different than what people think. Right. Like yeah. it's like definitely the perception of the perception of um, entrepreneurship or like businesses has been interesting because it's now getting like much more popular to be an entrepreneur yeah but also that brings like that's amazing first of all like mm-hmm. i love that and i want to see so many it. people just do what you want to do because we, yeah. we can mm-hmm. now. absolutely you have the option to it's not the same time that it used to be but yep. also with that there's a lot of people that i feel don't understand or they're not willing to hit that work that you're doing yeah right and like for me too for a while i my mom and my stepdad, you know, they've been super supportive when I said like, you know, I don't want to go to college anymore. I took a semester off from UVM and decided I wanted to be a CrossFit coach. You know, I was going to school for exercise science. So it just kind of like made sense for me to go and kind of dive into something different. Yeah. And then I remember picking up a camera and photographing like a competition that people were doing and thinking like, you know, it'd be really cool if I could just photograph the event rather than like actually like whether it was judging somebody or like being in it just because it was such a different perspective. And um, like, because of that, it was just so it like really just was a turning point for me. So doing like that unconventional job kind of spiraled into doing something that was originally a hobby, you know, now it's like my whole life. So it's just a very different outlook. And as long as you can go and like really make sure that it's something you want to do. Yeah. I had to work like some pretty like crappy jobs in between. I worked, there was like one point in my life where I was going to Hampstead Middle School and serving lunch to kids from 7.30 in the morning to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I would drive to my next job from 2 o'clock till 10 o'clock, five days a week. Yeah. So I had to go and just put in those hours, still grinding and doing what people refer to as like a side hustle when yep. that was really what I wanted to be doing. So saving up the money to be able to say, okay, I'm going to do this full time now. Like was just, it was huge, you know? So being able to go and working like for a very long time it felt like to go and actually become full-time is it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know people don't just realize like you don't just go and all of a sudden quit your job and like you have the funds available you have to go and work your ass off right yeah you don't just quit your job and then yeah and then even even after you don't even have the guarantee that like 
you're going to continue to be able to do it even if you are good. Right. Because right. It, it, because then it's like, all right, well, now we're here, and now you're playing the maintaining game almost. If yeah. At the same time, you're growing if you ripe your rod. Yeah. I'm all, all, all about it. Yep. Exactly. You have to stay hungry mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yep, all the time. If I'm not, you know, like I said, invoicing, editing, and stuff, I'm constantly, like, putting together new advertisements, whether it's going out on Facebook, Instagram. Some of them, I'm going to be putting some in, like, a newspaper because you never know the demographic you're going to hit, you mm-hmm. know, so doing stuff like that. Um, and it's definitely something that, you know, maybe not a lot of people realize that you're doing, but it's still putting in the work, even though it's on, I'm looking at my phone, I'm on my computer. Right. It's still doing work. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Do you still get like when you were talking to, you know, the time where you come home and yeah, you have your kind of nine to five aspect of it, but then since you're a hyper creative and, you know, self-critical of your work and you're always looking at it, do you still like get lost in your creativity part of it. Like I know it's cause it's like a half business, half passion, creative yeah. project. And we you talk know, about that, that a like lot for me, here. like my attention to detail, like I'm the same way where it's like, all right, I kind of got my, uh, my cut and dry business stuff out of the way. That's like a little bland and boring and not necessarily my forte, but then you kind of swing right around and you're like, Oh now I like for me, it's like you get behind the mic and like it's, you're back in the wheelhouse. So do you really like, does this, this time like really fly by for you when, even when you are spending your own time doing the creative part of it? Um, it's kind of hard because definitely like, even when I'm doing like the business side of things, you know, when, I, so I, for example, I consider like creating my website to be part of like my business side of things. Not yeah. like, right. Obviously like I'm not shooting, I'm not doing anything. It's so creative because I have to put it together. But for me, I'm like pouring so much passion into the business side of things too, because I have to come off as very relatable to people. Yep. Like you're not just going to go and book somebody because they like have a good photo to re- show you. It's like, I love so, your composition. I'm going to hire you just off that. <laughs> yeah. So I have right. to go and like make sure that these people can relate to me. So it's more, you know, when I'm even when I'm like sending an email coming across, it's like, okay, so how am I going to come across as warm and inviting to this person rather In than text? exactly yeah. so informal text right so that for me it's also like i like doing Tough. that too like i like photography is like my medium but i definitely like i love words too you know so when i'm yeah. writing it's just as equally as important to me um through like those business side of things too so oh for sure and like yeah. i guess that's why like like i'm an audio engineer yeah that's what i do but that's i have a awesome. podcast that's primarily based around business yeah. You know, and, and for sure, like we tie in all the creative and everything you're, what you do, your business is creative. What I do, my right. business is creative, but I'm pat, I'm super passionate about like the business side of it too. And for me, like exactly. I, it's, yeah. it's completely different. Like, just like I'm sure it is for you. Like when you're shooting, that's something that's like extremely organic and like raw for you. Yeah. And that's how like mixing and tracking is for me. Right. But I'm working on like a website or a marketing or I'm doing or um, I don't even know. I, I can be a super dork. Like I will ask <laughs> the guy at the cast register, like, I'm like, Hey, how's that square system? Or how's that? Like, w- like they're different POS systems. Like I'll, I'll be like, Hey, how's that working? How much interest takes off of on your, on your card charges on it? What do you have for a layout? Does it show you increased sales? Do you show you like, I just care about that crap in a different, yeah. in a different creative <laughs> exactly. way. And, and that's like exactly and, what I'm trying to say too, is like, I like it. But. Yeah. It's like you care about, you don't just care about one aspect of the business. It's you care about all of it because it's equally as important. And you're equally for me personally, I'm equally as passionate about every single part of it. You know, if the business side is like not as good as like the creative side of it, it's not going to run well. Then you don't get creative. Ex- yeah. You exactly. don't get the creative. So that yeah. you're not going to have people that want to go and like, hire you for anything it doesn't matter if it's photography or not you're not going to have people that want to hire you to do 
yeah, any job that you're offering if they don't flow together nicely. I feel like especially with weddings too, specifically where yeah. it's like, this is supposed to be like, just by the nature of your, it's very like captivating, like the most important moments of people's lives. Yeah. And you do want to be a person who, mm. you know, or like, can you speak to this? Like you want to feel more involved rather than just like, oh, I was hired on to do these pictures. You're like, yeah. I know how important this is. And, you know, can you speak to how yeah. like your business models like based so, off something like that too, or if you experience that? Yeah. I'm like super introverted. Um, so I definitely don't mind working at home, working at alone. But as soon as somebody goes and inquires like about a wedding, it's awesome because now immediately I get to go and connect with a new person that I've never met before. And I get to create some of the best moments that they're ever going to have like throughout their lifetime, <laughs> you know, so they can show like their kids, their grandkids, like all these pictures. And it's just like, for me, I'm also very emotional. So to capture very emotional, intimate moments for people. Yeah definitely like means a lot it like it's like i explain it as it makes my heart like race you like empathize with it yeah you, you like, know align i with it. i cry at every single wedding <laughs> that i go and like photograph like if i'm not like <laughs> no seriously like during like the vows during like ceremony it just yeah. is so heartwarming hmm. so i'm just that type of person like in nature so i want to kind of relay that in my business and i think i've hopefully i've done a good job at that um but yeah just to come across this warm emotional intimate and like passionate you know that's awesome mm. if somebody else is super extroverted like you're gonna have the bride who wants to go and like do shots of tequila with you and i'm not that person but i'll get the demographic right. that like i want you know the people that are really intimate they have a small wedding you know just different aspects that there are important to them sure yeah. do you think that um like that that characteristic about you where you do feel it so like really for other people like we, we really talk about stuff that sets you aside like that's like a general theme that we like to get into with people it's just like well what sets you aside from other people that are doing this that you know is gonna give why why, why would we listen to you about this and like do you think that that's something that gives you you know something that other people who would photograph a wedding doesn't like do you see other things like do you capture more moments just because like you feel it emotionally and you look for different things i think to a certain degree definitely all wedding photographers are obviously like emotional people um yeah just because yeah you are capturing like the most important day for some people you know of their life maybe like having a kid is obviously more important but yeah. regardless like during that wedding day, it's top three for the moment is never going to happen again so if you have like, i've seen some wedding photographers not really uh, yeah see like i and it's I haven't obviously come across unacceptable that. it's not cool yeah. yeah i haven't come across that and it's definitely i mean i might have have not come across that because it's not the norm yeah you know, definitely like, not the norm yeah no. so um it's definitely important i think yeah to go and definitely be like emotional and like intimate and just show like your raw authentic self like i'm not going to go on instagram and say like i'm this crazy person who's going to party and like do karaoke with you because i'm just i'm not going to do that right so yeah, it's really just important to go and relate like that. And what sets you apart, I think, is definitely not only the way that you're shooting, but the way, like, really a ton of the magic goes behind it when you're editing, too. So I could go and put a photo in black and white, but it's how you're capturing the shadows and the blacks and everything. Like, that's huge. You know, I, I could show, like, a before and after, and it'd be completely different. So that in itself, too, sets you apart as well. You could have the person with the same exact personality. It's how do you edit and how do you relate to that person that you're shooting their wedding for so it's like maintaining that balance between hi i'm somebody who's creative enough to give you like this awesome 
yeah. photograph, but I also recognize that I'm a service too, and I'm going to meet you with some, yeah. you know, the, the professionalism that you deserve on an important day to you. Absolutely. You don't want to, I mean, I don't think there's such thing as going, coming across as like too mature or too like way too personable because at the end of the day, you're going to have a person, if they book you for their wedding, they're coming because they love your personality. So yeah, you can have you. somebody. People, yeah. people buy from people. Yeah. Right. So right. they're going to go and to who they're comfortable with. Right. So you can be comfortable if somebody's super extroverted and they want a really extroverted wedding photographer, like that's awesome. So it's just a different type, you know? So there's just so many people, so many personalities and so many different brides and grooms that have personalities like that. And they just mesh well. And I think it's, you know, your wheelhouse for sure though. That's like long term (laughs) taking care of your brand because no one's going to find Vanessa Halliday on the street acting different than Vanessa Halliday photography. It's the same person. Yeah. You're inseparable from your business in the aspect of you as a person for your brand. Yeah. And you're definitely like branding yourself as a part of your business too. It would be completely, you know, pointless um, for me to go and say like, this is how I capture it, but it's completely different from who I am as a person. Right. You know, because just because I all of a sudden like put a camera in front of my face, it doesn't mean I'm completely different. Right. You know, so I'm still going to be... Like, I'm going to be more reserved, kind of hold back, but I know exactly where I should be during the moment to capture those memories for people, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like me, I guess, like, Dave Swillam is the audio engineer, like, I'm not going to be, like, sitting there, like, ripping a beer, like, I'm going to be professional, but right. I'm still going to have the same not. verbiage that, I still gonna, I'm still going to have the same verbiage that I, I have in general, because I just. Yeah, like, you're not why? just going to change all of a sudden because you're doing a job. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, um. It's like a rock star. Like, you know, if you ever like, you're like, I love that band or I love that person. Then you meet them in real life. Have you ever had it where you like met one of them and they're like a super dick? Completely Mm. different. And you're like, oh, (laughs) it's just actually like still like that music. But now, like every time I listen now, like I do think about how the person's not a good person. Yeah. And it ruins it a little bit. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody's human (laughs) to an extent, I guess. But it it does kind of suck when, you know, I mean, you. Like some of it's like, oh, maybe you built them up in your head a little too much, but then there's sometimes where you're like, wow, you really are not the person yeah. you're like making yeah. yourself out to be. <laughs> yeah, and there, I think I feel like there's a big difference between that, between you know, you wanting them to be a person and they're just not that, and then them portraying themselves as some way, and then when you really, when it really comes down to it, you're like, oh, you're quite dishonest. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Those are two different things. It's not even like two. I find some people, so I know some photographers that they're super reserved like I am and then all of a sudden they want to go and present themselves as like very extroverted I think they just kind of get caught up in the moment and not realize like your business is not going to do well because you're not truly yourself you know so do you think people like pick up on that too absolutely you're like oh you're yeah you don't seem like you're acting like you should be yeah on Instagram you were doing like like backflips right (laughs) now you're not talking to me like right Exactly. Is this the same person well, I mean, that I even talked to? Think of how painfully uncomfortable it would be to have like an introvert, somebody who's naturally introverted, to all of a sudden be pretending like they're the life of a party. Like it's <laughs> it's just it's probably painfully obvious and yeah. like you're just awkward because yeah. you know what you know when something's being forced. Yeah. Almost, you know what I mean? You're just yeah. like, ooh, this absolutely. Is. Yeah, you can tell that obviously with that any sharp, profession too. Yeah, the sharp <laughs> breathing through the teeth. Just, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I know I can't be quiet, so <laughs> like I couldn't hide it. So, you just rhymed unintentionally. I liked it. What? You just rhymed unintentionally. Hide it. 
Wait. <laughs> I can't I can't repeat it. That's a one that's a one that's a one timer. We'll roll back the clips, don't worry. But when you're doing the editing, you'll hear yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping we'll go it. Go from in. audio producer to rapper real quick. Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna pivot hard. <laughs> that's awesome. So I guess like I'll take it back a step because you said you left college. Was it for this purpose or were you just not feeling college? Like um, where did that transition take place? It was kind of weird i went to college for one semester and i absolutely hated it sure um it wasn't because of like the people or the atmosphere like i loved what i like where i was just knowing like how much money i was spending really got to me and then i missed my family you know stuff like that so i moved back january of like 2013 took i'm it was so long ago i believe i like worked the whole summer uh crossfit coaching so yeah it's just and then i went back to the same college like the following year you know so i like just went back and forth for like a couple years kind of trying to figure out what i wanted to do right um and then after a while i was just like what's the point of trying to go and major in something when i know in the back of my mind that this is something that i'm so passionate about and that i could be doing but i'm just not willing to go and take the risk to do it right now right so that was what was in my the back of my head and when i kind of like my mom picked up on that a lot for like a long time and so having like her support was it definitely helps you know because when you're young and you have no idea what you want to do and you're spending so much money on something that you're just like i feel like i'm wasting so much money i yeah you don't know what you want to do so yeah that's really how it kind of all happened i just worked some crappy jobs after that and then a couple years later you know opened up my own little business and (laughs) just trying to keep it rolling so sweet yeah crushing it i love that yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just, it, it took a while to get there, though. I'm talking from, like, 2000 and, like, 12 till I picked up photography in 2014 and then went to college. Yeah, I went there for 2015, two semesters, stayed the summer up in Vermont, so it was cool. And then I was, yeah, it just all fizzled out. <laughs> you know, Checks it wasn't out. my thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like when you come to that realization, like, when you really do like sit yourself down inside of your mind and you have that gut shot, honest moment. It's like we've all had it about, you know, whatever it is that you want to talk about important life things, those kind of swings yeah. that you have, like those pivotal turning moments where, you know, you're not just, you know, moving slightly left to right, just a little bit where you're really taking a turn. Like you're, yeah, you're changing it up. And it's it's a scary thing, and it really does require that that super amount of honesty, where you're not technically facing that little voice in the back yeah. of your head that's you know letting you know, oh hey, remember those these times that we didn't want to really be doing these, right? And like for me too, so I was working at Planet Fitness for like the past probably two and a half, almost three years, and I went from going to a job that's like guaranteed pay, living in my own apartment with obviously like I had more bills than just rent to pay, yeah, and now I was like, okay, you know what? Like, if I don't do this now, I'm really never going to do it. So went and just did photography full-time, and it was really kind of like, it wasn't really a turning point for a very long time just because I wasn't confident in myself, you know? So that it was kind of huge to go and build up your own confidence, and then you definitely need, like, the work to back it up, obviously, too. Sure. Um, And definitely, I wouldn't have went full-time if I didn't have, like, the inquiries coming in, too. You know, it makes no sense to go and just say, like, okay, well, like, buy a full-time job. I'm just going to leave you now. and just, like Right, if you didn't have any, like, funnel yeah. people, like, hitting you up to right. and do it's business. Like, you know, just to make sure that you at least have, 
like some sort of income. That's what just, I had to make sure of. Before just prove I that it's proof of concept. Exactly. It's like a proof of concept of a product. It's like, yeah, will people pay me money for this? Right. Yes. All right. Perfect. That means that I can do it because people are looking to pay me money for this thing. Right. right? And, that, and you also have to go like, well, I make enough money doing this. Hmm. It doesn't matter like whether. What's my overhead look like? Exactly. Like, so what do I have to do? Right. Eat ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have to like just love me from the cost of business yeah. to run your business is expensive too. Like it, I probably spend minimum $200 a month just in like editing software, uploading pictures to galleries, you know, my licensing for my website. So Sure. There's like an overhead too. I feel like just people that. don't think of stuff like that too. They're yeah. Like, oh, I'll get, well, oh yeah, photography. Like I'll get my camera, and then you know I have to invest in this, which and is expensive too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, super expensive. But then it's just like, oh, you know, if you need some lighting stuff, like how many lenses yeah. are you gonna get? Like, do you have a reliable vehicle? Right. Um, website update. Like you know, yeah. are you gonna be a business? Are you gonna get your? Are you gonna get an LLC? How much mm-hmm. is that gonna cost? Like, yeah, and that's like it's pretty big too because I never took a business class at all. So I was kind of, I just kind of like immersed myself and I was like, well, you know what? Like, I'm just going to teach myself. So I did the best that I could. I'm a registered LLC in New Hampshire, you know, paying taxes quarterly. So like, I'm not unemployed just because I work from home, but it's still, there's like so much more to it for any small business, not just like photography, you know? So people just don't realize that, but I, and you don't have to justify it to them by any means, but it's still... Hmm. When people question it, it's like, yeah, I do work full time job, and I take it yeah, everywhere. Yeah, because people <laughs> people who don't think anything different of it, and they've never gone through the process of doing it, right? Right? They're like, how do you? What do you do if you're a photographer full time? What do you do every? How day? do you not work for? What somebody do you do? Else? Wake up at two two p.m. and <laughs> yeah. whatever, and you're like. You go, bro. You go I'm writing invoices like a champ exactly. right now. Like, <laughs> where you, go, where you yeah. go down to a lake and snap a couple of Polaroids and throw it in a oh box and send it you off. Just hit up the yeah. weekends and you just hang out during the day. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, you know, and it's very different because, like, yeah, I have the autonomy to really go and create my own schedule every single day. But which is awesome. That yeah, that's pretty amazing to go from super pros and super cons. Yeah. Right? So. You know, the super pros, obviously, like, yeah, I get to go and create my schedule. But the what really stinks is if you don't have the self-discipline, like, yep. you're not going to get anything done. Oh, my God. So I'm going and making sure, like, yeah, I have to go invoice, create payment plans, and make sure that people are getting agreements. I have to respond to emails. And like I said, like, from the beginning, just making sure that that comes across as relatable. I don't just have, like, this little, like document that i go and copy it and then just paste it right you know because your email templates for you yeah to go. everybody's different so mm-hmm. you're not just gonna go uh, i'm not gonna just go and like make sure that it and they all look the same because everybody's different but yeah so it's kind of like a blessing and a curse because now all of a sudden like yeah i can go and like run my errands but then when i get home you know at, like four o'clock at night like do i want to really do anything like no not really no. you know i don't mm-hmm. but i still have to get stuff done and sometimes i'll be up editing if like I said I was going to go and get a gallery up and all of a sudden the day's gone by, I might be editing until two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so that's kind of a curse, but <laughs> the I chose to do it. You, so, yeah. right? There's literally no other person exactly. that's going to do that. And you kind no. of know in the back of your head like, oh, you know, I could do these at noon or I could right. wait, but then I'm definitely going to be up until two in the morning. Yeah. When, yeah. when do you want to get started? Because <laughs> there's nobody who's going to tell you to get started, but they're going to have to get done. Yeah. And... I'm, I like to say I'm more disciplined and I've definitely like since November, like when I first had like the full month off, I was like, 
heck yeah, like I'm not going to do anything because I just worked for so long <laughs> trying to get this done. But then all of a sudden I was like, wow, you also get like really bored too. Mm-hmm. So just being able to make sure that you stay busy right, is like also another thing you have to make sure because it's like if you're not getting enough inquiries, if you're not getting enough business, technically you're not really working. Mm-hmm. So it's it's <laughs> it's got to be like a weird balance because it's like that aspect, right? Yeah. Like you could, you probably could to some degree, like you probably would it would hurt your income a lot but you could probably like survive just like floating doing it yep. to some degree obviously someday that's going to end because you're not doing things to better it but like you could kind of float but right. then it's like on the other side of it you could also always do one more ad or edit one more thing or do one more website because there is no because the boundaries are literally what you set for yourself so you there is nothing there's no differentiator whether you're with your family you're with your friends or whatever and you're like i'm just going to post this thing on instagram and i'm just going to type this email back and it's always going to be flooding in there's always something that you can do to better position yourself yeah as a business so it's like you have to have like self-discipline to set the schedule and you also have to have self-discipline to end that schedule absolutely yeah you know yeah and so that's been like just ending the schedule too has been very challenging for me at least just because it's you know like if I go and hang out with like my family even I still want to bring my camera and sometimes I have to go and say like this is still work like you don't have to bring this everywhere so like take Mm -hmm. a step back and just like enjoy the time because I find myself sometimes so caught up with just wanting to bring my camera everywhere because sometimes like I don't get to shoot for myself Right. And that can really Which is important too. How, how, yeah. do, how do you balance that? Like do you do you set aside time for yourself to do like some of your own, just like straight passion work, like not for anybody yeah. else but yourself? Um, every once in a while. So my brother, he's very very photogenic. So yep. we'll go and we'll play around whether it's like smarkler smarklers. Sparklers or like smoke bombs, like stuff like that. So um yeah, just kind of creating different cool photo ideas is with him is something I like to do. I like to take pictures of my niece, but it's challenging to kind of go and say like, okay, I'm going to go and set this time aside because if I have somebody that wants to shoot at that time and they're going to pay me, obviously like I want to go and get paid too, because mm-hmm. now I have more photos to go and advertise with. I have more, I just made more friends, you know? So like more just having the connection with people is super important to me too. So yeah, it can be challenging, but Right. I try, yeah, to make it work just so that you can stay like motivated and definitely creative too. It's yeah. Um, did you? So we we like to talk about <clears throat> like the point at which you knew that you were doing things well enough to have it turn into something profitable. You know, it's not just your creative project anymore. And I was, I'm always kind of curious when we talk to people because we I, we asked Corey this, and it was, you know, did you? Be like, all right, I'm launching my website. Here we go. I'm deciding to do this full time now. It's out there, and now we're waiting for people to come in and inquire me. Or were you just doing it on on your own, and then people were like, "Hey, w- you know, would you like to come and shoot my wedding?" And did it so? Yeah. Did it come like organically like that, or or, um, or did you like put it out there and have it start it chugging of, along, or like a little bit of both? It was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like a little bit of both. So when I was at UVM, I just brought my camera everywhere, so I was constantly shooting constantly putting stuff up on facebook and so i would naturally have people like hey like do you want to go and shoot my family like photos perceptions there yeah so i was like okay yeah cool that's awesome and fast forward like a couple years later i had put my first website out like october of 2017 and then i got a lot of inquiries through that and then just recently i had launched a new one 
And by that time, I was making enough money where I was like, okay, so I'm going to get like a more professional look, do some like some SEO like research. So the search engine optimization that helped me a lot to kind of really figure out like whether it was what hashtags to use, how to come across really well, like marketing wise and stuff. And then naturally after that, I was getting minimum like five inquiries at least like a week. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but like depending on your area, like what obviously weddings aren't cheap. And so when you get that many and maybe like two or three book, it yeah i just kind of knew from there i was like okay well i could after running the cost of business after looking at all my expenses my bills and having at least like a little bit of extra money that i could put aside every single month sure it's like okay like i could do this i have you know but i also made sure that i budgeted for the entire year already so like i'll be set until at least december of 2019 got your ducks in a line so yeah so i was like i'm not just gonna go and all of a sudden like quit this full-time job with only getting like maybe i'll get like two or three inquiries like a month like you i really had to make make sure that i was getting like a decent amount Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's helped smart a lot to have a clear concise plan yeah i feel like a lot of people especially in creative areas and this is kind of a testament to hyper creative people and you know the personality types of hyper creative people where you want to just you know, I just because I'm like this sometimes. Where I'm just like, I just want to, I just want to do. Just yeah. Give me behind the mic. Yeah. Give me the projects. Give me my lines. Like, let's talk about this. What are we using for this music? Like, what's the feel you're going for? And I just want, I just want all the creative part of it. Yep. And then you sometimes, you sometimes kind of miss the like well, how, the, how you launch it and like where you put it. And that's habitual by by humans, dude. Mm-hmm. Instant gratification is just what oh, like absolutely. literally every mm-hmm. single person on the planet wants. Well, it's fun, like, dude. Because that's you the best part. Of it. Yeah. I just want to delayed gratification is is the key. Like that's where the real that's where like the real and you know the scientific literature like is crystal clear about this too. You know, in the psychological way, this is how you like treat people with a lot of different things. Just you teach delayed gratification. You know, investments. Yep. You know. Yeah. It's it's way sweeter when you really earned it, or you know, you didn't just you didn't just go (laughs) up and, and get it and just satisfy your immediate need. Yeah, you know, like I love, like obviously still, and this isn't even to boost my ego, but I love when people go and they'll tell me how much they love the photos that I just took because now obviously it knows, I know that I'm doing my job like not even correctly, but to a standard that other people appreciate. So that means a lot. And then getting, of course, like the shameless business plug when they tag me and I have all these other people now kind of going and looking and saying like, oh, wow, that's like amazing. I have new inquiries and that just is kind of like another kind of like it just is a never ending like Snowball. cycle which is like amazing yeah so it helps you know a lot so yeah, i mean you, and it makes you feel good you know you're doing something that people like <laughs> it's that like reinforcement that we were kind of talking about with Corey yeah. last time where oh you did this and people like you but you're not really sure so you keep doing the thing that you like doing and people yeah. and it just snowballs after and Another thing that we always talk about, and I loved when you said it, it really, it really resonated with me, um, like on a personal level and like on a business level, how like attention is like the most valuable currency nowadays, it's especially with social media. And yeah. if you're doing free, you know, um, like solo works like this, where it is like, ha- it does have a super creative process. It's like the platforms and the, the marketing strategies and people yeah. and like how yeah. people are wired nowadays are like way different. 
and attention really is the name oh, of the game. It's just unbelievable. Like, how, why are you looking at me instead of the hundred billion <laughs> other pieces of stimuli that yeah. exist on that little tiny yeah. device that you have in your hand? Mm-hmm. Like all and those nice, bright, shiny colors and sounds. Like what? What sets me aside? And that's why I like yeah. talking also to photographers, videographers, people that are like visual art space right now. Because obviously, like I'm from an audio, and so even this podcast, like it's it's cool to have and like just have another spot that I'm kind of like communicating right but i notice like probably within like social media has been going on obviously for a while now it's like it's it's been an infant now it's it's really really huge it's It's been here you know what i mean social media has been here and it's been prevalent Mm. but now it's like almost if you pay attention to people i've noticed i bet you've noticed it's almost like to get someone to stop for even more than a millisecond on any type of social media you have to have a video or photograph. If yep. it's writing, unless you are a person that that person gives like super, super props to, then like, I don't think people even read on Facebook anymore. Like yeah. barely. That or, I mean, I definitely, you can catch them with one word. You know, if all of a sudden you see like sex written across the picture, yeah. like you're going to go and read what's below that because like, oh. it's like, what's <laughs> going on? Or if it's you know, in so. bright bubbly red letters exactly. and it has nice like eye catching thunderbolts around it. Yeah. It's just, you know, like dude, this this is psychology 101 it's just how how does and you know people like to say it's like oh you know these companies are manipulating you they're manipulating you it's just like mm, yeah somewhat but no, they're, they're just, just they're taking you know they, they just they know how to put stuff in your face that you know dude you can't yeah. say that every advertisement that goes in front of your face you're not just like oh maybe i'm thinking about buying that now yeah you know you there is stuff that you need you know we talk about sure. we talk about proper marketing if you talk about ethical marketing it comes with the backing that I have a service that I think that you need and would benefit from right. and your patronage to me would benefit me. Let's see what we can do for each other. I truly believe that you would benefit from this and need it. And I'm going to find the best way to put it in front of you. We talked about it on just last episode with Corey. We talked about like, I, I, I talked about sales mm-hmm. Yep. and and he was talking about it the same way where he like talking about like going into the bar and like the sales pitch to the person for why you should play there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one and the same. It's like, right. it, yeah, it's a natural thing that like has to happen, but it's like doing it in a a way that like is it's honest, makes sense, yeah. yeah, genuine. Because I feel like people really do have that sort of stigma attached to like marketing, where there's, oh, they're they're manipulating your human psychology by putting subconscious by putting um, that in red there and putting that in red, which is like, yeah, some of that is true, which is happening. It, it's just and it's like crazy. You know, you're seven times more likely to get pulled over if you have a red sports car. It's just, it's just <laughs> yeah. how the, it's just it's how the just human brain is wired. It's just yeah. how attention it's like, it's part of biology. You know, it's not like people are digging their claws in and they're, you know, you know making. Yeah. And I mean, definitely too, like, obviously if it's going to dr- draw like an emotional response <laughs> from you, they they did their job correct Mm -hmm. you know so if they're marketing towards you and you all of a sudden you're stopped and you kind of like you talk to your friends about it or maybe talk to your parents about it or it just like resonates with you personally they did their job right you're something that doesn't mean anything to you you're just going to go over it and you're not going to care about it yeah you go right past it exactly there's a there's a reason why it meant something to you and absolutely you know how often do you listen to an just a a real song or you look at a real picture (laughs) like something that you take and it's just spot on you just caught the moment it's just like 
It yeah. just moves you. It's just like, you're telling me that that, oh yeah, I made this in this way because I knew that this was going to prey on your your love factor that you would have <laughs> yeah. for this moment so I can eke the most amount of money out of you as possible. It's just like, it has this like weird context to it. I don't yeah. like so yeah. much. No, it's yeah. just like, there is, a, there is a way to go about putting things in front of people that isn't so like negatively attributed. Yeah, right? I mean... I- just you know whenever i go and network i'm not looking for like every single person that wants to pay me i'm looking for people that i can genuinely connect with and work with Mm -hmm. it's not i'm not trying to go and get the most money that i can i'm trying to get the best quality people that i want to work with yeah you're not like walking around you're like how many living people can i get to convert every second of my entire life you're just like it's a fact that i need people to pay me for photography to live right now that's a fact mm. but i'm not like right. out to just get every person i'm not seeing like my trash guy and i'm like hey pay me for <laughs> photography you should totally let me do your wedding exactly. but but you're but you're being you're carrying the camera with you you're like this is what i do and then right. people by nature know that you're that person and then if they have that yeah. need they're gonna come at you you like, you want me to take your pictures here's why yeah for sure yeah. some of the best you ever saw yeah definitely and then just coming across as, again, the whole thing for me is just being relatable. Whoever relates to you the most, other of like, you may relate to them out of any other photographer that they're looking at and they're still going to choose you. You know, so it's just the end game of how are you going to come across as a people person to the demographic that you want to relate to? I like it. Yeah. yeah. And, and on your website, I was going to mention that actually earlier, but I'm glad that we kind of circled back on this. I looked at your website and I think that it very accurately depicts what you're saying, by the way. Thank you. It's that super, <laughs> super authentic. I think that, um, like there was some verbiage that you had on there that like, I love, I think it said like, Hey, if you give me your all, like I'm going to give you mine. Yeah. And that's so, that's such a valuable statement because, because you're just saying like, listen, like I want you to open up to me. Yeah. If you open up to me to give me those emotions, I promise I'm going to portray it. Exactly. And that's how yeah. I am as an engineer. Like when I work with like an artist, I'm like, what does this record mean to you? Like, how do you, like, what's the vibe? Like what's everything in yeah. there? Because I want to align with that. Exactly. Like if it's a sad record, I'm not sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> what's up? You know, yeah. like hey, this is a great Absolutely. day. If you're singing about like some serious shit that you're laying Dude, down, I'm not sitting there smiling. I'm like, all right, let's turn the lights off. Like let's, let's get into this or like vice versa. If you're like singing, you're like, yeah, we're going out tonight. I'm not sitting there. I'm like, dude, shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, definitely. But your website totally, totally does portray that. Yeah, I wanted to let you. you know that. Yeah. And it's like, it's important too, because kind of relating to the, what you just said as well. Um, at the end of the day, it's not about, you know, the picture that I'm posting or the edit that I'm doing or the pose that I'm getting or the lighting. It's just, it's always about your client. You know, so I'm not doing this because I want to go and become like this Instagram famous photographer. I'm doing it because I genuinely love an emotional like I love love, obviously. Like that's why I'm in this business. Yeah. So it's to go and see like just these people having the best day of their lives, you know, marrying their best friend and I get to be an emotional part of the day. It's that's what drives me to do it rather than, you know, making sure that I'm just getting like all the credit in the world. It's always going to be about the client. Sure. Like every all the time that's awesome with your with, with like managing balancing like the business and creative spec how do you um challenge yourself still to like grow as a photographer like as a creative like what do you do you um, still try to like push your skills or are you kind of just in a like yeah. in the zone right now where you really just like to 
be where you're at with the business and continue to like focus on that? I'm definitely, um, I mean, you can always like always, always learn. So not necessarily how to shoot in a different way, but just definitely, you know, there are different angles that you can capture. You can capture lighting differently. Um, I would say you definitely want to kind of get your editing to be fairly consistent so that it just shows your brand. That's another huge part of the brand and the imagery that it goes along with. Yeah. But just to like challenge myself, I definitely, I definitely don't challenge myself at weddings, you know, so I don't want to go and right. challenge myself and then screw the day up. That's not like experimental no. time. No, like, it's hey, not. <laughs> I know you're so, just your like wedding and this is like a one time thing, but I'm going to try a couple shots hanging off yeah. the street. <laughs> no. I'm <gonna> try. <laughs> it's just NBA game seven <laughs> championship. I'm going to try to go I just found this camera in my, my grandpa's attic. I'm going to roll out this film right here, see if it sticks, you know, yeah, full court oh behind a back shot. Be it's awful. Like, no, But I definitely, you know, like, <laughs> with like other people like with my brother maybe with friends i'll kind of ask them like hey like do you want to go and shoot this like this will be kind of fun like i'm gonna try and yeah so i just kind of do creative projects like that kind of on my own i don't really push the boundaries when it's like the important stuff makes sense yeah well, i'll hire you for some some more headshots from my website heck yeah look at this yeah <laughs> business promoting business promoting yes. business b to b to b to b you never even know how many b more b's we have meant to be boys to men all right cool. <laughs> <laughs> i know poor like poor we Vanessa go from professional never... to awkward to just complete jackassery back 180, to professional. 180 degree angle like right away yeah that's okay yeah i know she she had like an advantage to not <laughs> listening to any of the other ones but like in a disadvantage know, too because so sorry. and this has been no, tame all right we, no, we've, we've made okay. sure that we're i'm on my best behavior more today. tame than other episodes why I don't know. Because you haven't listened to them. I don't want to like totally. Oh my gosh, that makes me feel bad now, though. No, no, I mean, no. Well, we're also. Well, like, okay, we're just talking about like be your true, authentic selves, and you guys are like, yeah, yeah, we're kind of like tamed. Like, well, well, how would you normally. We're, we're working on our stuff, too. Working on our brand. We've talked a lot about how like the flow of stuff is going to go. And just like we were just talking about, we're constantly, you know, how critical are we? When we talk outside Uber. of here, unreal, unreal. Oh, I can imagine. And it's just because, <laughs> yeah, you, it, it, it's like a testament to how much you care about your project. Yeah. And it's that we do act like really care about every single person who's giving us the time to like listen. And that kind of quality goes into other stuff. So we are being uh, like honest. We're, we're just, okay. Good. We're, we're <laughs> okay. hyper aware of how much silliness is in it because I feel like some episodes we've been too silly. Well, I'm going to have to go listen to them. Well, people like that stuff too, but yeah, like, yeah we are that's... trying to get to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean like, yeah, people can relate to like <laughs> anything. So I'm definitely going to go back and listen to the other ones now too. Cause I want to nice. see what the silliness is compared to this. Cause I'm having a good time right now. I think it's like good. Okay. fun. No, seriously. Goosey goosey. Yeah, for sure. This is a great time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm always excited to just like get in and pick people's brains and see yeah. what like really when it comes down to it, it's just, you just like really want the best for people. Like yeah. I want the best for what I do. I want the best for our podcast. I want yeah. the best for you. I don't and yeah, like I don't like, plan on going yeah. out to be a photographer. I'll never do that. Right. Right. But I'm getting I'm getting this. some awesome stuff from from her standpoint of her business and her and the way that she's done things mm-hmm. that are valuable to me. And then I know that other people can benefit from. This yeah. is kind of the point of it. So That's, I'm really happy we didn't like niche this to Yeah. Like I like it diverse like this yeah this is yeah it's been fun i like it you do i know yeah. i just like 
I don't know. Oh, we still, so we're, far, we're still going. So yeah, I mean, I've been able to just talk about something that I love so much and that I'm passionate about. So like, you know, I'm always going to be down to do that. So and that's what comes yeah, easy to people, right? you know, and it's like, yeah, just talking what, about what you love with people like you guys. This is obviously like your passion as well, because you wouldn't be here right now if you didn't care about it. Sure. So, and this is even like our secondary passion yeah, thing too, exactly. which is great. That even through like a medium in which, you know, isn't necessarily like our main thing, we're able to still like gather information and connect and yeah. like the real thing is just, man, like look at all these awesome people out there who like really deserve to be platformed and like have something to offer other people that can like I just really love, benefit. I love other small people. business, man. Me too. I do too. There's I just something that's just business. so like authentic yeah. and honest and like akin to what human beings should there be going are people, after. Like, yeah. I mean, you listen to some of the things that she's stating and like, obviously a lot of our other guests and it's like, there's so many people that are unreal high performers at what they do, but it's shadowed because it's not like they have 70,000 employees. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what a, one employee or you don't have 600,000 necessarily followers. what, what she's doing, but it's like, yeah, she's not messing around to 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 be looking at SEO, to be looking at how she's perceived in terms of brand. Like all these things are are Fortune fifteen companies perform like that, but you don't see it from small business because you're like, oh, this is just a diner. Mm-hmm. Well, right. that diner, I mean, the stuff that that person's doing, you don't know what they did to be able to get the finances for that. Exactly, you don't know that. Like, I, I don't know what the percentage for restaurants. It's like eighty percent oh, fail or something. Horrible. You don't know how it's that person isn't that got the worst there. business That's investment. Real dude. Yeah. yeah, it's it's tough to it get finance like the, for that. Yeah, because like you said, everything for, just falls for money through. For that. Think how many people want to just be in the restaurant business? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I it's mean, crazy. just having like a small business at all. Like we were kind of talking about how it's definitely the norm for like younger people to kind of get into it. Just because, like, I think a lot of people too, they kind of go through college and they're like, mm, "Well, I'm just going to try to do this," and they do it, but they don't have the passion for what they're trying to do. Yeah. So, like, that's a big turning point too. Is when it's the one person business and they're actually truly making it. It's because they do have the passion behind it too. Right. So like that helps a lot. I would hate my job if I didn't love what I was doing. I exactly. wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> right. You know, so yeah. <sighs> I love it. And you know, on that too, I was uh, just talking to Nate just yesterday and we've been doing a lot of work on the game episode from episode th- four. four. Yep. Three. Um, doing work on the game and he takes his vacations, his week vacations that he gets from work. Yep. And he just works on, on the, the game. game. Yeah. And he told me the other day, He's like, I can't, uh, he's like, I can't contain myself anymore during the day at the day job. He's just my, he's like every fiber of my soul is consumed by me wanting to get this out. I understand. He's like, I'm one week away. Like I'm one more week of work away from like really launching it to the next phase. Sure. Like, you know, when you're on the cusp of something, how (laughs) uncomfortable (laughs) and how ready you are to, to get in it. And it's, it's, it's really that it's, it's the, I like to call it, it's the sauce. You got the sauce sauce. going and (laughs) for real, like that, that, I say it all the time, dude, that's the sauce right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And (laughs) that's what keeps you going. And that's what, when you get a product from somebody or you get somebody's service who has that, the drive, that gusto behind it, like that's the feel in which they do that their, their work. Like there's a, there's a piece of them flecked into what they're what giving you yeah. and like that to me that has so much more valuable than oh yeah i'm a fortune 500 company i give you exactly what you needed but you were Absolutely. just an, you were just another drop in the ocean to me yeah. of sales and i really do think that 
like there is so much more value in having somebody who dude put the blood the sweat the tears the money you know this yeah, is my family and- restaurant i work 70 hours a week i've yeah. you know i work seven days a week because you know five of us run this place like that's that's something and else. i mean listen like like me from like with my love for business don't get me wrong like i am so unreal interested in how that person created a fortune 15 company like i'm interested in the structure of it like that's why i did an mba because i i love i love all of that Mm -hmm. but i also like i want to very much so support the people that are on the ground like just right in the trench and those are the products that i think to your to your standpoint like you can't get more honed in on quality of uh product or service when the person who created it or is creating is in front of you right and it's like it's so different too because i right now i have about 25 weddings booked this year and i know people i know people that do i'm not kidding 60 65 weddings a year that's oh my god more than one wedding every single week that's you know so that's so fast it's just such like a a churn out i guess of just trying to like they definitely want to make the money and they definitely want to get their name out there, but at, at what expense to your own, like your personal Everything. life now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so have you, Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> have you found yourself like reaching that limit yet where you're like, Oh man, things are, I need things are out. so good right Be now back. that I'm starting to like, yeah, it, not that you like feel the pressure. Cause I feel like some of that pressure is like, all right, like I'm doing something right. It's time to there's just good be- pressure. Time to just, yeah, there's bad time pressure. To tighten, time to tighten the bolts down a little bit. But then there's this time where you're like, yeah, I definitely have been off a little bit more than I can chew. Have right. you have you gotten to that um, point yet at all? I definitely, I haven't been off more than I can chew because I'm very picky with who I want to work with. So if I have somebody go and say it's like, a good problem to have, like uh, <laughs> that, they have like 250 wedding guests, and like they they just have so many expectations. Which I understand people are going to have that, but I get to go and say whether or not you know I want to work with you or not. So when I have the person who comes to me and they say like, yeah, I have 50 people coming to my small intimate wedding, like here's what we're thinking. And they give me the flexibility of my own creativity to be kind of like run throughout the day. That's what I'm going to work with. If they don't, what do you say to that person? If you don't want to work with them, what do you say? How do you say Um, that? If I don't want to work with them, I definitely go and refer them to other photographers that I know would want to work with them. Um, And it's not even like I don't want to work with them because their personality isn't the same as mine. It's just because I know for me you're not going to serve the need as well as it could right so and you're just being upfront on it exactly i'm not going to go and say that my product is going to be the best for you when in reality it's not Mm. you know like i know how to shoot a camera i know how to take pictures like well but i get super stressed if i'm going to have like another photographer that i have to go and manage now and tell what to do with 250 people at a wedding you know so right like i just tracked jesse from episode three's audiobook and i told him right away i was like He's like, he hit me up for it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, of course I'm an audio guy, but I have never tracked an audio book before. Yeah. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And he's I like, remember okay, when we were doing my cool. demo, you're like, yeah. I've never done music. voiceover before. Never done a voiceover demo. Yeah, all right. But, well, then I, I but then that's the thing. And I wanted to ask you something about this is like with the collaboration where it's like, all right, I've done my homework enough to know how recording my demo is going to go over yeah you know this is my first demo but i it's not like i didn't do my homework before this to give it you know right and if i take one of those i'm still going to research the hell out of it so that i can be like present during game day even if i have no idea what the hell i'm doing that and you have to be completely upfront. you know i've had some people that have said like hey so i'm thinking of doing this like 
my first like sparkler exit, I was like, okay, I've never done this before. I'm going to tell you flat out right now, I've never done this. And I'm never, I'm not going to be able to go and have somebody wear a beautiful white gown and a tux and just have 50 people lining up and do a sparkler exit before your wedding. Right. You know, so, and they're like, nope, that's fine. Like you do your thing. I trust you. And for me, it's, yeah, I just, I have to have the settings perfectly, obviously, because I only get one shot. So yeah, just being up front you know, with anybody, with anything and that kind of aspect. That's what I found has helped a lot. And if people don't appreciate that, then you don't even want to work with them anyways. Agreed. Mm-hmm. You know, so. <laughs> so you should trust like me. It. I'm not like getting a plumber and having, you know, oh, I think you should uh, tighten that up right there. I <laughs> mean, put that pipe there. It's just like, no, no you kind of don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Oh you, might want, you might want to listen to me unless you want your I've wedding I've had people in my sessions telling me to color code things. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Take a squeeze hot me hot step back <laughs> right now. I know. And it's so hard too because like in the creative, like any sort of creative medium, like industry, I've had some people go up to me and they're like, Well, you should color your photos like this. Like, you should try out this angle. You should go and you know, this hey, is I what you should use too. for like post processing. I was like, like, uh, you can do that, go for it. Go ahead. But like right now I'm creating a brand for myself. <laughs> like I don't go f- i'm not gonna listen to you how do you like, like take that balance of like <laughs> oh it's so because tough. i i do find myself being like oh you yeah, know who do you who do you think you are trying to like tell me what the what's yeah. up but then there's also that fine line between you know there is pe- there are people out there that are telling you things that you don't know that you might want to keep your ears open to and be privy to so it's like how do you balance you know taking constructive criticism from people or like incorporating yeah. stuff like that in while also um, like maintaining like your brand, like you were saying, like I'm trying to develop my own. Yeah. Yep. So yep. if I have multiple people coming to me and saying like, hey, your photos look too green. Hint, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go and make them look a little bit more pink. But now all of a sudden, if I have just like one person who really hasn't had a lot of experience doing what I'm doing, come and try to give constructive criticism. Like I'll, I'll take it in all ears, but that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to go and listen to them. Mm. You know, it's like, so it's just, it's a very hard line. You can be like, like humble and confident from? at the yeah. exact same time. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, and also the moment too, the moment when they give that feedback is like a huge tell. I feel like, yeah, because like if I'm working live sound and I'm like freaking out because the power is cutting across this field that I was promised power to have at, and I have five minutes before the show starts, then if you're coming up to give me to, con- to give me constructive criticism about where something should be placed, you're about to get. Blasted. I want you to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, dude, yep. get out I don't face. know what you're talking about, but like, you don't understand the context. You literally, you don't understand that someone told me that I would run power here and that that power actually isn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I have to make something work in five minutes before 500 people look at me and say, "Why are you not doing this thing?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's very Ooh, different that than fun. someone coming up at some other time casually to be like, "Hey." This hey, thing I'd with like live sound, you down and talk you down I don't right? know the context. So like, I don't right. know if this was the thing that was your problem, but I always do this and give someone a yeah. chance to be like, well, this. And then like, but if you're humble, you're open to it. You're like, you're like, I want to hear that. But then when you're confident, you're like, it is because this power was there like that. that this, right. You know the situation. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, there was a time like very recently I had to tell someone um, that basically um, I don't think that there is any other person in this entire group basically that you could put into my position to have done a better job that day because I failed at it. I failed at it that day. And I had to say, like, sometimes you have to say hundred percent it's on me. A lot of times, really, you have Mm -hmm. to own your own losses and your own wins to, to own it. Right. Yeah. But that was one where like, I felt so confident that 
I don't think that because of the circumstances I was in, there's any other human being more talented me than me on the planet because there's a million, right? Mm-hmm. That could have changed that situation in that content. Yeah. There's no way. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, absolutely. And like, I agree with you too, because so a couple weddings that in 2016, I had a hard drive that crashed. So now all of a sudden, like I have oh, like no. minimum 5,000 photos that they were all delivered. These people got their photographs, but now oh, all of a sudden God. the hard drive fails. And I have so many people like, well, you should have had this hard drive. You should have backed it up like this. You should have done this. You should have done this. It's the last thing that you are. But here. I was like, listen, <laughs> oh, no. like I did the work. They're delivered. Yes. Does it suck that I don't have like their RAWs and their edited JPEGs? Like, of course it does. But yep. you haven't shot any weddings. You haven't done an engagement shoot. Like you don't know the process even that I have for my own backup system. So it's just very, sometimes can be, it can be frustrating to go and try to like, listen to other people, what they're trying to say to like almost undermine you sometimes because they think they're like over you. Or it's like a judgment. Yeah. And you know, I'm very hindsight 2020. Yeah. yeah, I'm super open about Of course I should do this different hard drive or exactly. Of course course the hard drive shouldn't have failed and broke. (laughs) I'll try to do that next time. (laughs) Hey, hard drive. Don't break, please. Yeah. It can just be so frustrating. And like you said, like in the moment, that's like the last thing I wanted to hear. I wanted to be like, you know what? Like I'm about two seconds away from blocking you on every single social media platform because I don't even know who you are as a person. Yeah. Like I've never met you before and you're going to go and like, explain this to me also that's bad business too but that but then i also have to keep in mind that like i'm still a service for other people and i need to be open to that and of course i didn't go and blast them you know on their like instagram (laughs) dms or whatever but it's just yeah it can be so difficult because like yeah somebody somebody else could have shot the wedding and maybe their hard drive wouldn't have crashed dude the the podcast (laughs) goes out vanessa's like has us on blast on instagram she's like (laughs) you guys sucked like this is just the worst interview ever don't listen (laughs) no ever i wanted to i want to lighten it up a little bit because i've been thinking about this talking about well i mean we're getting into some 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 good stuff but i i'm very curious because like weddings specifically well like have you had any like bridezillas or some like i want to hear some juicy because you've all everybody's heard of the the common trope the oh man some (laughs) weddings are just disastrous or you have just horrible people that are involved and i can imagine being somebody who is so intimately involved with like a pivotal part of it who is also a service you can just catch a lot of shit and yeah my wedding photographer was like in there when i was in my boxers like getting ready i'm like dude you're in man you are you are all <laughs> oh, the way in yeah. here you know I what mean, i mean like we're all just hanging out i mean Literally. i basically like am the third really? meal yeah. for the whole day you know so like i go and shoot their engagement photos and like if people are too afraid to like kiss each other i'm like there's no way that i'm gonna be able to shoot your freaking wedding yeah it's gonna be insane but then i've definitely like shot a couple weddings where um so there was one bride and groom like a long time ago and for whatever reason like her father wasn't able to make the wedding and so like the husband like chose i think it was like her stepdad to do like the first dance and stuff and she wasn't for it she wasn't notified about it and they were pissed like fighting like over in the back so i was just like i don't even know what to do to lighten up the situation because i do have to be like all right like we need to keep this on schedule because that's like also another part of the job i don't just go and take like the photos have to go and kind of like kind of run it with the other vendors. But yeah, so between that, um, some people like some people have given awful speeches. Like, and so that's just super awkward because I'm like, I know that like the groom and like the bride personally now, and I'm like, 
you probably shouldn't have chosen this person to go and do a speech for you because they just <laughs> roasted you. So that's super awkward. And of course, it changes the whole day. Yeah, for we're people. here at Jim's wedding. Um, I mean, I, I remember when we always used to talk about how much I, I hate you. I actually don't know why I even showed up. Um, I'm not kidding. People you know, will say that. You know, Kayla's in for, like, you know, kind of a trip. You know, she kind of got sold on this one. This is the wrong package here. Yeah, the but, person uh, who's trying to be oh, overly so funny. Bad. It happened is what it is. You know, it's, just a, it's a, the painfully like, oh, I'm, I'm very painfully trying to be funny. It's just like, ooh, not being funny. Uh, it's like, just, just really cringing everybody out here. Yeah, it can be super awkward. And then like, you know, I have like <laughs> a lot of brides that will go and they'll like Pinterest, like their poses that they want to do. Oh, yeah. And so like for me personally, I'm like. Listen, Pinterest like, is evil. I know what I'm doing, and it's not in the like a rude way, but it's like when I get like 40 notifications, like boom, 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 all at once, I'm like, I know, like I will, help, I will do that with you. You just need to <laughs> like, like you know, put yourself in my hands, and I will make sure that happens, and you'll be good. So it can be frustrating, but like I haven't had like super bradzillas like being mean because again, I can choose who I want to work with and I can spot right. that in two seconds. You can feel it. Just in the way that they'll go and text me. I'm like, like oh, I don't like no the thanks. tone of your text <laughs> yeah. messages right now. I don't so, like how you're talking to me over this text message. Exactly. I'm like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> but, yeah. She's using just the letter K with a period. Oh, God. I'm out. Yeah, Everybody hates no. that. There's some other K. The I'm, passive I've aggressive K. I've do that. Thank oh, God. If I did, me. I'd be like, K. Well, <laughs> I think it was nice K. knowing you for two minutes. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I think K is the most simple universal term that can just infuriate anybody at any point <laughs> yeah. in time in, at any place. Think, right. think about it. You yeah. just you type a paragraph out to somebody. You're trying to be nice and concise. You're trying to convey some information. And then you just get one singular letter back. And there is no oh, amount yeah. of hatred that you can have for one letter oh, other than in that this. one K. Dude. K. Just, <laughs> are you kidding me, K? You just came me and then you're heated. You're going, you text your mom, you're just like, yo, Kevin just came me <laughs> yeah. and I'm mad right now. And and you I'm have to call somebody. About it. <laughs> you start going and cleaning your kitchen. You're so frustrated. K. Great. K. Oh yeah, that person's blocked for at least twenty four hours. If they do that to me, I'm like twenty four hours. I'm dealing with you. Oh my god, I'm that's docile. No. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. All right. So on that note, um, should I say it? Yeah. Cap this thing out. Yeah. Have you ever? <laughs> maybe that'll be one of my questions, dude. This will be one of my questions every time. Now. It has to be your right, dude. Have you ever heard the expression he "cap this show. out"? Like cap this cap to this? end something. I think cap this um, off is. A thing I have, but yeah. Capping this you have cap, where capping this out. You've heard? I've heard it at a couple weddings. You know, <gasps> you've heard like, like let's cap this thing off. Yeah, like a DJ will say it. Cap this off. I've heard. Yeah, me, but I don't not know if it's been off or out. But yeah, I've heard this like, out, no. cap. Cap is the verb. Used. Yes. Yeah, dude. Cap is is a verb. You're putting a cap on it. You're ending it. You're cap. Yeah. You're, okay. You're blocking liquid. So far, out of the I've ball. said that. I think every single time to like say that we're ending the podcast, <laughs> and I don't think that there's been a single guest that hasn't been like. Wait, what's going on right now? Wait, oh, yeah, what's no. like, what did you say? What, do do? what? They don't understand that that's what they that don't means. Understand Context that. clues, people. Yeah, Context that's clues. super no. like, problem-solving skills. You put a cap guys. on it. Yeah. Listen, just because you got yeah. a fucking 19000 on your SAT doesn't mean... I'm you put a cap on I it. I spent $60,000 in school that I didn't get a degree for. So <laughs> You know what? You take it on the chin. We've yeah. all been there. We're, <laughs> okay. we're, we're, we're making up for it. <laughs> well, uh, what? okay, so what's the biggest mistake that you've made in the process? Oh, boy. Um. These can be somewhat short answers, but the biggest mistake. Um, 
for okay so not uploading the pictures on a couple different hard drives in the beginning because when i lost them that really sucked sure mm-hmm. um also not responding to people like quickly okay. like in the very like the very beginning like a year and a half ago because those people want answers like immediately you know so that kind of drives business away and then just like recently like i've been switching on my editing i f- felt like my photos are like too green too yellow so like it's just constantly like evolving i don't necessarily see them as mistakes but just like i could be improving more so yeah always great answer you know it's so, so it's so cool now that we're on like episode 12 like i shit you not every person that i've asked we get that we're like no one will be like oh this is the one thing that like i 100 did wrong and it's the worst thing on the planet and don't do that yeah there's always things that they're like yeah i wish that didn't happen but then this happened and it made me so much better and you're like stop it just be negative for a second no <laughs> no Talk yeah. about the worst things ever <laughs> no i love it i love no, that like the worst thing ever um okay well the worst thing ever i had my lens attached to the camera and I smacked it off the door frame and my mount almost completely broke off the camera. Ooh. So that sucked. That could have been completely avoidable if I just put the lens in the bag. Okay. So that's, if you want to like a real answer, that's probably living on the edge. Not having the camera for three weeks in October in new England. That sucked. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's prime time. Yeah, that sucked. But mm-hmm. okay, so what is the best thing that you've ever done in this process so far? Best um, idea. So photography for me is definitely my way of life now. So just being able to go and truly wake up every single day and loving every single aspect of what I'm doing, like job wise, is it's like more than a dream for me, you know, because I never thought that I was going to go and like have my own business and be running it while, you know, being 25. Like, it's just a very weird concept that I'm doing something that I love. And there are people in their forties that aren't happy with what they're doing. No shit. So for me, it's like that the damn truth. I'm so grateful. Think about how much more of your life. Yeah. You're just getting started. Yeah. That is fucking (laughs) nuts. But you're just getting started. Yeah, it's like the constant reminder that we that like even I have to still things just like it's not here yet, and it's got I want it to be like this, and I'm just I feel like I'm running out of time, and just it needs to be, and there's just so much pressure, and then you're like, oh yeah, we're like not even you're gonna live another three and a half lives. That and like nuts. (laughs) Part of it, part of it, you weren't lived to be six hundred and (laughs) eighty-seven. Part of it, we had no perspective to even understand what was possible because we were so because we're literally a baby for part of our, you know what I mean, like like still growing into there's so much time to be cognizant of it it's unbelievable know what you want to do when you're like 18 you know like i thought i knew what i wanted to do and i really figured out that i wanted to do photography when i was like 21 so for the past four years i've been grinding away and doing it but yeah it's just with anything it was just the huge risk of just doing it because like otherwise it's just never going to happen right so yeah that was definitely like the biggest turning point for me was just doing that and that's what that's what allows me to go and, you know, do what I do every day and love it. So. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What is, and some people don't have one, so it could be something different, but what (laughs) is a book that you recommend for people that either it can be like mental or like mindset, or it can be business wise. Like what's a book that you recommend some of our listeners check out? Um, let's see. So I really love the book Tuesdays with Maury because this guy went and he you know it's just again relating to people and kind of realizing how grateful you are 
like every day to really have your health and well-being and being able to do what you love it kind of puts it into perspective when you may say like you hate your life and then there's a kid that's like right down the street from you who's going through like chemotherapy right so that kind of like really put it like all together for me you know just as like a relatable experience like human to human your life really isn't that bad go and take a couple of risks if you really want something like real bad and it's gonna pay off you know like, so whenever i start to bitch about stuff or especially when i hear like someone bitch about something that's like it's like my iphone doesn't work and you're like dude <laughs> such a first world some problem. kid just woke up and walked seven miles to go get clean water and you are bitching that you can't get on snapchat yeah that and like perspective so, please seriously right. you and bitch like, about it and, and then you're like but hold on come on like it's just like it doesn't even have to be like in another country too like you could go to your food pantry and there are kids that in our state down the street yeah from here there are right in your neighborhood that need help and stuff and like and that doesn't mean that like your emotion like what you're complaining about isn't like valuable to yourself you know or valid it doesn't mean it's not valid exactly doesn't mean you're not allowed to vent right you know people need to be able to get this stuff out yeah but like it's like the bottom line though it's like are you really bottom line yeah snapchat versus food right uh, that and like maslow's hierarchy you're complaining like, that at? like your dinner is like disgusting <laughs> but some kids don't have any food at all so mm-hmm. yeah so eat your greens yeah, so. people you <laughs> yeah. hear that eat that broccoli up <laughs> eat your gratitude people <laughs> practice your gratitude okay i have t- uh one like probably one more question for you is okay do you have any advice now knowing what you have known from this for listeners who are pursuing about the process of starting a business or just all out going after their dream doesn't have to even be just business but do you have any advice for some of the listeners that either haven't done it yet they're listening to this and they're about to do it or they're now in the hustle or even if they're there like you are right now keeping it alive what do you have for them um i would say for the people that want to go and like start this like little endeavor have supportive people backing you up surround yourself with those positive people because as soon as that one negative person doubts you that's going to be the one comment out of the hundred positive ones that you get that's going to eat you alive yep so just keep that positivity behind you people that are like going and yeah so they have those positive people now they're creating a business educate yourselves create a website create like just brand yourself as much as you can in the beginning so that you have a really good representation of who you are and then for the people like that are just still doing it just keep grinding away you know it's the more work you put in obviously the better reward that you're going to get so that would just be my biggest advice is just pause positivity brand yourself get a good website and just keep grinding i love that yeah <laughs> um how do people stay in touch with you or, or if they want to go after your services where do they where do they get at you or follow you um so my website is vanessahalliday.com and then my instagram handle is at vanessa underscore Halliday. Um, I don't really keep up on the Facebook page, which I need to, but it'll probably, you know, be a little bit more active eventually once I can kind of get like the Instagram and the website good. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. We're old school. We're kicking it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. We're not, uh, no, well, you I, are. I looked for you guys on Instagram. I couldn't find you. For what's up? Instagram. I couldn't find you guys on Instagram. If you have an Instagram. Oh, Instagram is at Dave wake up. We don't have, so okay. it's we don't my have Instagram. a podcast one yet yeah no, I, see that's what i'm on i'm not really on the facebook I can't, that much i can't do that many like exactly. i still have a crawl space audio instagram and a broadwing one which i don't do anything broadwing's my band i don't do anything with yeah and so i, I, I was like all right i can't do another so. one holy cow it's so much it's a lot you know yeah 
All right, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Vanessa. Yeah, this thank has you been for having me, guys. Good. Like we get different fun, yeah. stuff out of everyone. Oh, this is great. Yeah, um, this I is my it. favorite thing to do. Uh, it was so fun. Yeah. I like talking about your passion. So well, we're happy to have you and happy to have Yay. all the insight. It's been great. Thank Sweet. You. So this is episode twelve of the Waking Up From Work podcast. Yep. If you want to keep up with us, we are at wakingupfromwork.com that's where you can check out the show notes for this one Mm -hmm. you can check out show notes from the other ones you can see our contacts um, get some links to what we're doing we're going to have some resources on there for you soon Um, you can follow us on Instagram like I was saying at Dave Wake Up Facebook is Waking Up From Work Um, and just keep up with us rate and review helps us if you found value in this to make it so that other people can hear it because we're not found if you're not talking about us Thank you guys for being you. Keep hustling. Keep hustling, guys. Get ready to hustle.